conservative young people are heeding the call and running for office and winning there. Hmm. That's good. Right? Uh, that was the point of the whole piece, yes. There seems to be uh, an indeterminate amount of women who have produced the seven children that were in the house. Uh, based on, I don't even know if it's germane to anything, but there at least seem to be three mothers of the seven kids. I noticed that in today's reading. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know who belongs to who or... Well, he has children with multiple women, correct? Well, I'm just, I think that's what I'm seeing. I oh. think that's what I just said. That's what I heard. Yeah. That there's okay. at least three that I can discern. I think that's what I just said. But I said it before you Got said it. it. Got it. <laughs> I'm really close said, to... You're not mentioning that other portion on the show, correct? What I got from the uh, source? What I right. got. I, I, I don't think we should be the outlet that, that does that. Seriously. Plus... What do, you, what do we stand to gain? Plus, what is that? Yeah, what's germ, what's germane well, about the that? Only thing Other it than does, it emphasizes what a scumbag the guy is. And yeah, but that sounds like now. we've been duped by things before. I'm not let's, going to go with it. Yeah, let's not. Good. Let's wait till it's official. Because that's the thing. I, I mean, we're Town Council were referring to things oh. we've heard regarding why the police were called. 911 call was made in the first place. But, and that's, you know, who I really like is Amy Hockard. And she kind of put out a tweet saying, this is why we had to wait to release the name. Cause I don't think the general public realizes that they have a, they have a job to do. You know, Amy is a listener. Yeah. Amy's awesome. Let me me tell you something else. Love the hawk. Uh, So the cops arrive. uh, Apparently they just what knocked on the door and said, what's the trouble here? Why were they in the house? I guess that's... I would assume that because of what we were referencing earlier, the the mother, I would guess, is the one that allowed the cop to enter the premises. Is that a safe assumption? That, yeah, it is. That okay. sounds about right. And then... Because uh, that's the and, conclusion I drew. And suddenly Sunday. they find themselves in a shootout, which they lost. Well, I read that the... the Three that were killed were outside. No, incorrect. In the house. In the house. What was the line where he was shooting at them from multiple locations? I don't know. Uh, Maybe I took that to mean he was jumping from room to room in the house. But the guy that was injured and now got released from the hospital, maybe he was shot outside. The, The paramedic was assisting Kenny to the initial officer who was shot. Inside. In the house. Inside in the, the house. house. Yep. It says in the house. Correct. Yep. All this, right. this is a 72-hour case, not a 48-hour case. Right. And that's when, unfortunately, both of them lost their lives. Because this, this paramedic was treating the <clears throat> initially injured officer. Kenny, I was just reading some South Bend stuff. All Democrats won in November 23 of the city council. <laughs> well, tell goddamn Alpha fucking news. Okay, I will. Uh, Why would I ever bring up South Bend? I don't know. I I just read it. Okay. (laughs) Kenny, you okay? (laughs) I'm very 
pissed off today. Hold on. Maybe it might have been American we, Experiment. We noticed. <laughs> well, I didn't notice. I'm just well, leaving this, you alone. I know. This sucks. I know. This, you know. I know. This thing in Burnsville sucks. Everything about it sucks. This is ads. awful. I couldn't agree with you more, Ken. Joe, are you ready for your ads? Yep. Will you do me a favor? Yep. Will you underline the word ads in ricey fashion, please? No, I just write them down. Fratelloni's. Yeah. Precision. Yeah. And renewal. Are they the ad or the yes. sponsor? So just assume that if I say renewal, I need an ad from no, them. No, I'll ask every day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> for Preacher the rest habit. of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Can I just need a maple grove today, sir? You know what I sense this morning? Because I do have a sharp sense of smell. Spring. Well, not only spring, Weed. I can give you a specific day. I smelled like March 28th. It was just a March morning. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'm going, I mean, it's tough good. to argue with that. When we get six feet of snow in late April, it's going to be awesome. How about when we get 50 degrees <sighs> next I'm Saturday still, and Sunday? I know. I'm still looking for it, John. When I find it, I'll link it to you. If any black, have any black, have any black city leaders uh, expressed condolences? I have not seen out that. of Burnsville. I don't, I don't know. I have not seen any. Rook, Look up uh, uh, Melvin Carter's Twitter, Rook. Okay, and tell me if he did. Rook, I need zero res and welter today. Zero and welter. Okay. I don't know. Is that important? Is that germane? To uh, yeah, I, think I don't it, think so. Too. You don't. That's well, for my own cu- to... for my own curiosity, tell me about Carter. You know what that is? That's what aboutism. Well, I'm going to play what aboutism right off the bat and acknowledge <laughs> and acknowledge that it is what aboutism. Oh, I guess you have to play it sometimes. You know who had an interest? Speaking of Twitter, X. Whatever, Kyle Kyle Rittenhouse had an interesting tweet. Who's that? The guy that shot up Wisconsin? No, um, the guy that legally defended himself. Yeah, in Wisconsin. I don't know. His mom uh, said, "Let's take you up there and get your rifle." What? Whatever. But it was interesting how he said, "How come we haven't identified the Kansas City shooters?" But yet you guys were all quick to smear my name, and then the the they had the uh, oh, coming because- to. Because he wasn't a juvenile. We don't release juvenile. Hold on, I wasn't I wasn't finished with what I was about to say, John. No, okay. you're finished. You're done. <laughs> yeah. Usually we wait to do that till we're doing the show, right. but I guess right. we'll start now. Right. <laughs> uh, one day ago. I've got to stop reading all these websites. No, I'm in, insane, Joe. I'm in suspense. I gotta look up Kyle Rittenhouse, which kind of yeah, Rook. Every law enforcement family's worst nightmare played out this morning in Burnsville. My prayers are with their entire community. Okay, so Carter has they seek answers. Carter has spoken. All right. All right. It's a deadly. Today's deadly outcome is a reminder of the danger and uncertainty that our officers, firefighters, <laughs> medics, and emergency responders face on a daily basis. All right. Very good. No need to bring it up. Copy. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,249, Feb 20, 20 2024. Mm-hmm. It was 57 degrees on this day in 1981 and 20 below on two occasions, 1941 and 1989. And on this day, I occasionally note these major snowfalls. On this day in 2011, a foot of snow 
fell upon our sainted heads. Mm. And when I went outside today to discover, of course, the paper wasn't there yet, I smelled a March morning. Nice. March. March morning. What what day in March? It doesn't matter. Uh, About the 27th. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hail the flashlight, King. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. What's the, what's the word for when I've been proven correctly? It's not vilified. Validated. Verified. I've been... Okay. No, I've been, it's not because it's not, if he was wrong and he's being corrected. Well, it's been... Val- <laughs> my, uh, my use of when I was telling you to call Precision Garage Door and put their number in your telephone closet, I was poo-pooed. But Brian Gullickson just emailed me a picture. And the note, I attended my first wild game at the XL Energy Center this past weekend. No wonder they want to renovate this place. The place is so old, it has a telephone closet of which I've attached a photo. There it is. Telephone closet right there in the XL Energy Center. I've been vindicated. Vindicated. That's the word I wanted. It was a V word. Uh, Remedied? No. No, vindicated, Matt. We're done looking. I don't see it here. Telephone closet. Isn't that something? Isn't that, I had no idea. Was that just a fancy word for another room for the Wild Press Corps? What? Did you put that up there yourself? That game. 10 7. I have never seen that, and I've seen a lot of hockey games. I have never seen uh, seven goals in a third period. I've never seen two hat tricks. I've never seen anything like it. It was just wonderful. Two minutes. What was it? Two minutes in, we had scored three goals. If I remember right, the third grade, the third grade into the third, yeah. the third yeah. period was very active. That's what I mean. Yeah, seven just, goals scored in the third period. Well, I think we were down, if I remember right, five three, and I turn it uh, on and I put the volume really low because I know it's going to be the typical disappointment. And then I, I think we saw history being made. Well, you did. You know, from a franchise standpoint, much of that was historic. I have never seen anything like that personally, Joe. I will never forget yesterday, ever. Well, I I didn't see it because uh, instead of being a non-productive member of society, just (laughs) sucking off the government's teat at home and doing nothing, I was at work. Wow. Um, How many insane websites have you read today in order to do show prep? <laughs> you want to talk about who's more put out? I'm way more put out than you'll ever be. I drudged. I, I TwinCities.com and I did start Tribune it. I think it's wearing on Kenny's mind to be truthful at this yeah, point. Is. The trouble is the trouble What's is the trouble? now that we've identified the problem in the country, we can't help but see it. That's the problem. And I have a recommendation for GLers who rely most principally on the Star Tribune and the Pioneer Press for their news. You're you're missing the boat if you don't also check out every day the Center of the American Experiment and Alpha News. They are reporting the things and are all legitimate what they're reporting. They're reporting what you're not going to find in the uh, the daily newspapers. 
You're just not going to find it. And then throw in Sahan Journal, The Hill, The Powerline Blog, The Drudge Report, <laughs> The American Thinker, The Wall Street Journal, The St. Paul Paper, The Star Tribune. And, and if you do that every day, you'll find yourself, a, you'll be a jerk like I am right now. Yeah, just right. an absolute cretin that's impossible to work with. What do you mean by right now? <laughs> you know, the, yesterday you were wondering, you were wondering, you. Yes. you were wondering if a school would punish a student who might intervene to break up a fight. Yeah. If somebody asked yeah. that question, either Kenny or John, would the student be punished? And I got a note from uh, uh, Josh who writes, hey, you asked on the podcast if a student could break up a fight and not get in trouble. We are in southeast Minnesota, and about two weeks ago, a fight started in my son's middle, middle school phi ed class, and he stepped in and broke it up. The next day, he was called into the vice principal's office. She saw everything on the video and thanked him for stepping in. Oh, wow. P.S. This same seventh grader goes to sleep every night to garage logic. We put him to sleep? Well, no, I think oh. that means he's, that's his. His right? last comment or there his you thought. Are. That, okay. that, there you are. Got it. Got it now. That's what, that's what we need. More people like that. And then just leave in. it on so we get the complete download. Well, you need more people like the student and you need more people like that principal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said, thanks, kid. Uh, many emailers are wondering, it's, it's, we're going to play what about ism, but I think it's deservedly so for just a moment. Mm -hmm. uh, many emailers are playing what about ism. When do the riots start? <laughs> when, do, when do we burn down yeah, Target the, in Burnsville? What's the vibe? I, what's Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. 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 Uh, Dale wants to know, I think I've missed an announcement. When and where is the riot? Is CNN in town? I don't see anything about three white civil servants being killed by a black guy on their homepage. Are there a bunch of white people from Chicago and New York in cars with no license plates moving into Burnsville? Is the KKK coming to town to stir up the crowd? Will we be burning down the victims' neighborhoods, maybe the shooter's place of employment? The answer is no, of course. If this state can't vote this left-wing radicals out of office, it's time to leave it and allow Canada to absorb us. All right. And uh, Steve wants to know, uh, in May of June of 2020, I learned that all Minneapolis police hate black people. The police chief and mayor in charge were not at fault, though. They were in charge of lots of racists. I learned that white people are racist, even if they don't know it. Now a black guy kills two white cops and a white paramedic. Do black people hate all white people? Are black men racist, even if they don't know it? How come Target isn't getting looted? Yeah, we can play that whataboutism. Sometimes you have to play whataboutism. There is just, there is something to be said about this dichotomy. And that is, uh, of course, all black people don't hate white people. That's silly. Uh, but what, what needs to be observed is that, no, there won't be any burning. There won't be any looting. There won't be any destruction of small businesses. There won't be any of that because the oppressors uh, don't apparently don't react that way. It's the oppressed who react that way. Okay. And I don't know how it could ever be spun that this fellow who shot the coppers and the paramedic uh, 
it, 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 I'm sure it could be spun that he's an oppressed person, but it will be very hard to spin the fact that he was a decent human being. And not that I'm disagreeing with you, but the one there is one major difference, though, right between this story and all the other previous ones. The bad guy's dead, right? Right. And uh, it's been it's a hard story to sort out. We're giving this one seventy two hours, if not more. It's a hard story to sort out. But why was the nine one one call made in the first place? Is that germane to our understanding of this situation? Do we need to know why the 911 call was made in the first place for a domestic problem? It does help paint the picture of the type of person you were dealing with, most likely. And then is it germane to wonder about the... Uh, I, I come up with at least three moms for the combined seven kids. Is that is that germane for me to wonder about? I probably not. It doesn't mean much now to the widow and the kids of the dead cops. Uh, I, I was wondering that. And then, uh, why are our laws that we have plenty of so incapable of preventing this when this was a fellow not allowed to own guns? I guess I'm being naive. Uh, unless you, you know, put a tail on him 24 hours a day, year after year, uh, there's a million ways he can go get a gun without law enforcement knowing about it. And I find it interesting that people, some people on the left are using that as um, an excuse to say, we need to ban all guns. Like that won't turn us into Chicago. No, what you need to do on the left, as long as you're the ones in control, is you need to create tougher laws. If the first time, uh, what's his name? Gooden. What's his first Shannon. name? If the first time Shannon Gooden got in trouble with a gun, if he had received a five-year jail sentence with no parole, it's unlikely he would be committing future gun crimes. Why don't you get tough on the people who wrongly use guns? I don't need you to take mine. I, I'm honest. But you need to crack down. If if uh, if somebody's using a gun illegally, put them in jail for 10 years. Okay. And you and don't get out. And that's what they're trying to do with the latest bill that's being introduced right now. They're going to take mine away. Which makes no sense. There's quite a few interesting bills, isn't there? Uh, yeah, oh, boy. they raised. They raised to the finish line here. They're really. Let's go. Well, at this... the beginning of the session, they throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. But again, you're not going to hear about these bills in the uh, Pioneer Press or the Star Tribune. These these particular bills I've been made aware of by reading the Center of the American Experiment today, and everybody can go to their website every day. It's fantastic or Alpha News, or Sahan Journal. You can you can find these things. For example, uh, DFL senators are pushing a bill to regulate painters. Painters? All right. To do what? Uh, and this is by John Phelan of the American Experiment. Last week, I released my new policy briefing, Counteracting Regulatory Burdens, which calls for state policymakers to enact a pay-as-you-go provision whereby new regulatory requirements or costs must be offset by eliminating old ones. 
and adopt sunset provisions for state regulations. Uh, I think I think John was was suggesting, okay, every time you come up with a new regulation, you have to get a get rid of an old one. It's a great idea. Right. They won't do that, right? <laughs> uh, and as as an as an as if to illustrate the need for that measure, along comes Senate File three five five four. Senate File three five five four, sponsored by Senators McEwen DFL, Seeberger DFL, and Hoffman DFL, would much more Listen, GLers, this affects you. Would much more tightly regulate not only the sale of paint, but also who could use the paint. Here are some highlights of the bill. Hmm. The sale of solvent-based paint materials is restricted to those people licensed under Section 326B.61. The restriction under this paragraph excludes sales of solvent-based paint materials sold in containers that are a gallon or less in volume and household spray paints dispensed from an aerosol can. For purposes of this section, solvent-based paint materials means non-waterborne paint and paint thinners. Uh, Unlicensed individuals means an individual who is not licensed by the commissioner to perform painting work. An unlicensed individual shall not perform painting work required to be permanent to be performed by a licensed individual unless the individual is first registered with the department as an unlicensed individual therefore mm-hmm. an unlicensed individual shall not shall not perform painting work required to be performed by a licensed individual unless the work is performed under the direct supervision of an individual actually licensed oh, to perform such work the licensed individual and unlicensed individual must be employed by the same employer. Licensed individuals shall not permit unlicensed individuals to perform painting work except under the direct supervision of an individual actually licensed. Unlicensed individuals shall not supervise the performance of painting work or make assignments of painting work to unlicensed individuals. Uh, it's interesting to note that Aaron Murphy is the Senate Majority Leader. Mm-hmm. Her, husband, a while. her husband is a guy named Joe Murphy. He's a very successful and very talented professional painter. I'm not suggesting this is Aaron's idea. Purely a coincidence. I'm just saying <laughs> it's very ironic wow. that the Senate Majority Leader is Aaron Murphy, whose husband, Joe, who I know well, I've hired him. Okay is a very talented professional painter. Worked with a guy named Mike Hughes. Hughes and Murphy. Hughes is retired. Murph is still painting. So does this bill mean I can't paint my house? Because it says something about restricting unless you can't buy more than a gallon of this paint. You can buy a gallon of paint or less. Or you can buy anything in a spray can. It sounds to me like the the lowly citizen would be limited to buying small cans of paint. In the name of what? In the name of uh, the legislature uh, acting not for the citizens of Minnesota, but acting on behalf of unions. Who decided that So we need to tell? This is a complete... And it, all, it just covers solvent-based paint materials. Does that mean paint that won't be washed out in water when I'm at the end of the day? I can't clean my brushes. Latex and, is not solvent-based, is it? 
So it just covers oil-based. Apparently. I wish they would have used the term oil-based. You know what that means? Varnishing. Varnishing, Varnishing is solvent is a solvent-based material. You, you see yourself as a champion <clears throat> varnisher, don't you? I am a champion I know, varnisher. I, know. I can't argue Which that. is There's, very unusual I given my personality. True. There's a certain art to it. It's therapeutic for him. Uh, each contract, and then we get into the insurance part. There is absolutely no need for this bill whatsoever. It is regular. This is uh, John Phelan writing. It is regulation for the sake of regulations, nothing more. This, though, is what too many state policymakers live for, and it is why Minnesota needs the protection of the measures set out in our new policy briefing, that being a center of American experiment policy so, briefing, saying if you're introducing a new regulation, you must demonstrate the elimination of an existing regulation. That means you can't paint that triumph at home. You can't go buy a gallon or two of, um, what would it be, Ferrari Red, and paint that triumph of yours. I can't paint that Minneapolis Moline of mine. That's where it sounds like. The 71 F100, whatever it might be, that requires more than a gallon. The restriction under this paragraph excludes, meaning you don't have to count this, sales of solvent-based paint materials sold in containers that are a gallon or less. In other words, I guess if I want to paint my porch with a solvent-based paint, I'll, I just have to keep running back to the store and buying it in quart cans. Yeah. What, wow. about, what, what the about, hell? I thought you were worried about climate change. I'm going to be in my car more often, right. you idiots. What about, we've both used it, stripper. That stuff oh. where you have to put on a rubber suit where to it use it. Bubble. Yeah, yeah, but that's burns that's in into small, your skin. Yeah, but you can get that in small cans. But, by the yeah, way, it's, I, not a, okay. it's not a porch. It's a Lamborghini. Right. <laughs> it's a Lambo. <laughs> it, it, tell me I'm reading that wrong. I the think that's what it says, The Joe. restriction under this paragraph. Oh, well, let me start the paragraph over. The sale of solvent-based paint materials is restricted under this bill to those persons licensed under Section 326B.61, in other words, professional painters. The restriction under the paragraph excludes, meaning I'm, I'm, I come into the picture now as a Joe Civilian, it excludes sales of solid-based paint materials sold in containers that are a gallon or less and household spray paints dispensed in the form of an aerosol cam. Mm. You know our guy Mark, the Iron Range, that did yeah. the painting for uh, yeah. uh, Derek? He's out of business because he does all hand lettering. Rook up, look, uh, Rook, look up uh, State Senator McEwen, MC Big E, W-E-N, because uh, we're not getting their first names here. Uh, McEwen, look up Seaburger, S-E-E-B-E-R-G-E-R, -E -E and look up Hoffman, just what it sounds like. These are all DFL senators. Who are you people, and what in God's name is compelling you to take such ridiculous, unnecessary action? What in God's name is this? I've got John Hoffman up. He's 34. Where's he from? Um, district map. Hold on. Stay with me. It's loading. 
Where the hell is this? He lives in Champlin. Thank you, John. Uh, is he an eco freak? Uh, what 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 is the environment behind this? Do they actually think me popping the lid on a gallon of paint is going to be detrimental to what? Talk talk me off the ledge here. I mean, what really? What what is wrong with you people? And why do why do we why do you want to serve? Don't you want to serve to serve the people of Minnesota? Is that is that quaint idea just gone now? Uh, Jen McEwen. Yeah. Uh, born in Carbondale, Illinois, lives in Duluth. He's a Duluther, huh? That's uh, a female. Yeah, I know. I said she's a Duluther, oh. huh? I thought you said he, but that's okay. Um, lives in Duluth. She earned a BA from the University of Maine and a JD from Hamlin School of Law. Her experience includes working as an attorney. She served as the board president of the Damiano Center. It uh, doesn't say anything. And then what about the other fruitcake, Seaburger? John Hoffman, uh, what do you do when you're a liberal and you're born in Casper, Wyoming? Yeah. You move to Minnesota. I guess you move to Minnesota <laughs> if you're born in Illinois, too. You know, there are a lot of uh, legislators who are not from Minnesota. You don't tell me. Judy Seaburger is from Afton. Okay. What's her deal? Uh, she's part of the Commerce and Consumer Protection Committee. She's the vice chair. Uh, nothing on environment. The other two both belong to environment committees in the legislature. Mm-hmm. Um, well, GLers, if this passes, you're being told you can't go to Fratelloni's and buy a gallon of paint. You can go to Fratelloni's and buy smaller cans. She earned a bachelor's degree from the University of Minnesota Duluth in 91, law degree from Boston University School of Law. Who's this, McEwen? This is uh, still Judy Seaburger. Seaburger. Boston University School of Law in 96, and a graduate from your favorite former university, Hamlin, in 2016. That's not even a college anymore. Right. (laughs) Let me ask you something, Joe. This seems like it's newsworthy, this and the electrical bill and the gun bill. Didn't even get to the electrical bill yet, Kenny. I'm going to take your blood pressure on another trip. <laughs> why? Um, why don't the local rags cover this? How come I'm not seeing this on I think, the TV? News? I think this might fall under the heading of it's early in the session, and they are feverishly writing as many bills as possible throwing him at the wall, literally, and seeing what, literally, throwing him at the wall and seeing what will stick. Well, Jen's next one, or this uh, Seaberg. I know. uh, The grounds for reasonable force in schools, defining duties, establish minimum training requirements, that's just fresh out of the hopper. Right, that's what they should be working on, not not paint. Well, I agree. The reason why this is newsworthy, Joe, even if they are doing that, they're just spitballing here, is the general... But I think they... This is newsworthy because the general populace needs to know what these people are capable of and just what they're trying to do, even if they do fade. So that means if I'm painting my garage, well, Precision Garage Door is there, uh, I guess I'll be painting the garage from a quart can. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, take I'll, have to, I'll have to tell the guy from Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin, hey, I'll be back in a sec. I got to go get another can. Then you hop on your EcoFun scooter. Right. And then go I'm going to go store. right there. I got to get another can. I'll be right. back in a minute. Right. 
because they're going to be there and they're going to fix it all the first time. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin and don't charge more for weekend visits. And most often, I, I suppose it can't be all the time, but most often they don't give you that song and dance about, I got to go back to the shop. I'm missing a three-eighths inch bolt. Mm-hmm. No, they usually have that stuff with them in the truck because they want to take care of your service call in one stop and they do a great job. They have great people and uh, they're hiring people, but uh, there's no wonder why they are. There's great benefits, great salaries. They're equal opportunity employers uh, and they do it all roller springs, including new garage doors. They'll take care of any problem you have with the garage call. Put this in your contacts, not your telephone closet. Mm. Put this in your contacts on your phone. Precision door. 612-263-6985 or find them online at precisiondoormn.com. What will what will confound me till the day I die is is the power you have as a politician so enticing that you're willing to just act foolishly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got people paying attention to you. You got people kissing your butt. You got lobbyists. Don't you get the feeling Putin right now can get away with anything he feels yes, like do. getting away with? Yeah. He sent an arrest, a warrant out for the guy's brother. He had just arrested the doll uh, ballerina. Yeah, the American. She gave 51 bucks to Ukraine. He's he's flaunting this. He's He just gave a new car to uh, Marty Allen in North Korea. Marty Allen. Yeah. It's a gift. He's... he's He's just, he's showboating right now. He's getting away with anything he wants to do. What did our boys do? They took a break and won't vote on giving more aid to Ukraine. Ukraine does. Then Ukraine is going to go down. Yeah, they already said they're in trouble. So. Well. I didn't mean to leave. I didn't mean to leave Burnsville, but is there anything we should be? No, because there's nothing. What can can we say? We can't confirm anything. Um, There is one thing worth mentioning: that place in Egan that donated their profits. That was pretty cool. It was breakfast bar. They probably, you know, they probably generated seventy-five bucks. Are we Which, ready? What's Unless the rookie ate there. What's the number? Are we ready? Uh, for who? Who's for got what? Some? Rook, we do zero. <sighs> for what? Um, yep, I am ready. All right. <clears throat> I am rolling. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. You know, we got nine more days, not eight more, because it is leap year. We've got nine more days of the love month and the love your rug special at Zero Res. And if you have had Zero Res in your home before cleaning your carpets, then you know how professionally they are. 
If your carpet has not been professionally cleaned, then you're breathing unhealthy levels of nasty dirt, dander, bacteria, germs, and just gross stuff. And what's worth? What's worth? It's worth it. What's worth it? It's worth it to call these guys. Uh, Also, if you have not had your air ducts clean, that's really bad, too. So lucky for you. Zero Res has got the Love Your Rug special, 17,000 Google reviews, 4.9 rating. And right now, you can get the Love Your Rug special, three rooms, zero resified, starting at just 119 bucks, free hallway this month, and 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean. Call Zero Res right now at 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z or go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com and ask for the rookie Love Your Rug special. Also, don't forget, you commercial guys out there, call today for your commercial cleaning estimate. The pros at Zeros can take care of your business. Spelled forward or backward, it is spelled the exact same way, Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Refresh me on McEwen again, uh, Senator McEwen, the DFLer. Jen? Jen McEwen, and she represents what area? Duluth, I believe. I'm going to call it back up. Here's Phelan again in the uh, American Experiment. Yesterday, I wrote about a bill being pushed by three DFL senators, McEwen, Seberger, and Hoffman, which would erect a costly regulatory apparatus to govern who could buy, sell, or use paint. In case you thought this was a one-off, McEwen has another bill, which would take something most people just do and regulate it so they can't. Looks like pretty much St. Louis County, not that area. Senate file 3852, a bill for an act relating to labor and industry, making policy and technical changes to construction codes and licensing provisions. Section 5 of the bill lists various exemptions from licensing. The statute currently reads, an owner shall not be required to hold or obtain a license under sections 326B.31 to 326B.399. Under under McEwen's bill, it would be amended to read, an individual who physically performs electrical work on a residential dwelling that is located on a property that the individual owns and actually occupies as a residence or owns and will occupy as a residence upon completion of its construction is not required to hold or obtain a license under Sections 326B. If the residential dwelling has a separate electrical service utility not shared with any other residential dwelling. Does that mean you don't have to pull a permit? In short, McEwen's bill eliminates the licensing exemptions for residential building owners to perform work on their own house. If her bill passed, a homeowner would need to be licensed or get a licensed contractor just to change a light switch. Huh. Uh-oh. Is that labor union heavy? Uh, why are these bills being pushed? One suggestion arising from the paint bill is that unions are eager to take basic household maintenance tasks like painting your bathroom or changing a light switch and making it a legal requirement that you have to pay one of their members to do it. Yeah, see you on that, boys. The senators pushing these bills, McEwen, Seberger, and Hoffman, ought to remember who it is they elected to serve. They were elected to serve. It wasn't the wallets of big labor, although that they're beholden to them, I would imagine, for campaign funds. 
Oh, this latest bill shows the why in my new. Is that me? No. You wouldn't believe it. It's your newspaper calling me. (laughs) Hello? Welcome. Is this Kenny Olson, please? Counteracting regulatory burdens, we, we we need state policy ma- policymakers to enact a pay-as-you-go provision, whereby new regulatory requirements or costs must be offset by eliminating old ones. That's that's brilliant. Is it? No one will bring that forward. Right. I'm 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 failing to grasp the language of this uh, electric bill. An individual who physically performs electric work on a residential dwelling that is located on a property the individual owns and actually occupies as a residence or owns and will occupy as a residence upon completion of its construction is not required to hold or obtain a license. Well, then what's the problem? Why, why are you creating a bill that says nothing? If the residential dwelling has a separate electrical service utility not shared with any other residential dwelling, I don't get where, uh, I don't get where Phelan is deduced that this means I can't change a light switch. It sounds like the opposite almost, doesn't it? Yeah. Or maybe we're just reading it wrong. But-, but the opposite is already true. If you own a house and you're going to live in that house or you're eventually going to live in that house, you can right now wire it from the box all the way to the finished product. All you have to do is get inspections. Right. Right. But you don't have to be a licensed electrical contractor currently. And what he's telling us is that you would have to be. But when you read the law, it looks like the opposite. Exactly. Let me read the two paragraphs again. An owner... The the statute currently reads, an owner shall not be required to hold or obtain a license. So that means you don't have to be certified in electrical. Under McEwen's bill, it would be amended to read, an individual who physically performs electrical work on a residential dwelling that is located on a property the individual owns and actually occupies uh, and will occupy as a residence upon completion of its construction is not required to hold or obtain a license under oh under sections three two six b three one to three three two six b three nine nine. If the residential dwelling has a separate electrical service utility not shared with any other resident, I think what that's saying is. Right now, under this section, you don't have to have a license, but by the time I get done with you, you're going to need a license. That's what John is saying to us, yes. If her bill passes, a homeowner would need to be licensed to get a or get a licensed contractor. But that is not how it reads, is it? No, no. It's, no. Uh, unless it reads the opposite. It seems like there's a typo. Or I'm wondering so, if, if not. We're just so, yeah. yeah because I read that paragraph a hundred times this morning. Yeah. Okay, then look up Senate file 3852. Oh, I'm on there right now, Joe. 32, actually, 326B.31. It, it's long and tedious, and <laughs> um, it's, it's I can't 
Make it's un, it's unlikely Phelan is screwing up. Something's but something's missing. Maybe there's we a should. typo in in the where it says is not in the new bill. Perhaps quick, should call him yeah, even off call, the air. Let's call uh, even uh, if we have to talk to him off the air. Yeah, call Center of the American Experiment, and yeah, we want to talk to John Phelan. Okay, all right. You want to take a break and do that right now? Um, Her, hurry up, Chris! Come on, <laughs> do you have what are you waiting for? Boy, is he on yet, Chris? <laughs> Where is he? Well, I'm trying to talk to him. Just I'm waiting. Mm -hmm. You know what I like to discuss first before we take this break? And I wring all four of your necks, two virtually and two here in Fresh the water? No. A bank. North a American Linda. Banking ah. Company. I was just there this morning talking to my guy, Mr. Bilski. And we're running the numbers. And I do want you to know that here's why they separate themselves from them big national banks. You can call them personally. Talk to somebody on the phone. Yes, I know that seems outrageous, but that's the way North American Banking Company operates. And that's the way they designed this when they first opened back in 1998. They made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker personally, just like I do, and they know you. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. So check them out. Go to one of their six locations. Mine is in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they're also locally owned and operated. And here's why that's a big deal. That means that loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They don't send those out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. Check them out online today, nabankco.com. That's their website, nabankco.com. To learn more, North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Do you want me to call? He's on it. What the fuck? What is this? Johnny, it's Rook. Uh, rookie over at Garage Logic. Uh, Suchi Boy wanted to talk to you uh, about some of these bills that are coming out. If you could give me a buzz back and let me know you're available, I'll give you my cell. You can text me 612850. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's going to call you. You know what? Nobody's going to call me. Nobody in the council is going to call me anyway. Oh, Jesus. Huh? <clears throat> you know what? Who cares? You know what? Uh, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do what? Where are you living? Over on Maine? I'm up in Maine. Oh, you're, you mean who cares about Matthew's number? Yeah, I don't care. I mean, it's oh. not that big of a deal. I thought you meant the story. Oh, no, I meant the... I'm saving... You know, like I'll get a plethora of crank calls. Is your refrigerator running? You I'm, saving, uh, I'm saving social studies. You're saving it like you're saving the world, or you're putting it on the back burner? <laughs> back Do you have burner. anything that's going to cheer, cheer us up? Fill our hearts with joy. Well, <laughs> I 
No, I don't. <laughs> As a matter of fact. As no. a matter of fact, I don't. And neither do I in the news. So, hey, there you go. Does a crispy egg salad sandwich do anything for you? No. No. I think just leave it regular, huh? It's you don't have to mess with it. I don't like it. What do you mean? Oh, egg salad's delicious. Oh, somebody's just putting a video out there of a crispy egg salad sandwich. And you know what? So what you toast the bread? What's that? No, mean? no, you're you're cooking the egg salad. So it's so it's a crispy <clears throat> egg salad. And I'm saying egg salad's Perfect as it is. What's, what's in egg salad? Dumb question. Egg Bunch mayo. Eggs. Eggs. Um, spices. You can throw mustard. It depends how spicy yeah. up you want it. That's Paprika. Why I, don't like it. I don't like mustard. That's why I don't like them, apparently. Apparently. You can do without really? the mustard, too. I do love me some egg salad. And I am so excited because I have this machine that's Jeez. called the egg maker. You can really? make six hard-boiled eggs at once. Yep. And you just plug it in, and it's and a... You think I'm effed up. Yeah, and there's you can poach two eggs at once, or you can make an omelet. And there's I, I no own, boiling oil. There's none of that other crap. I own the same thing. Do you do you love it? How we, long does we, it take? We to haven't poach used it in a while. Like how long does it take to poach an egg? Uh, hey, Joe, like four, three or four minutes. Do you guys know what the key ingredient? Just fantastic for a brilliant egg salad sandwich is, don't you? I don't. Cheese. What am I going to make with this? Mayo. 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 Holy, you can talk. And then she says, and boom, Hellman saves the yep. leftovers. Best Super Bowl oh my gosh, this cat is talking. You see, the cat says mayo, but he's actually just meowing. And then he becomes an international superstar because everyone thinks. Isn't that a documentary I recently saw? So. <clears throat> Joe's thinking about time to quit this show. <laughs> yep. Guys, you know we're playing golf. Well, based on the report we got in January. No, yeah. stop it. <laughs> Joe, I watched your uh, Rockford Files episode. Wasn't it delightful? It was delightful. It was very fun, yeah. It was fun. I think they had a little something going on the side. You think so, huh? Maybe they're just so. good actors. What do you think? And now out of that came those wonderful Christmas commercials for Polaroid. Remember Polaroid. That? I remember those, yes. Based on the Rockford Files? Seriously? Well, Marianne Hart, Marianne, what's her name? Marianne, Marianne, Hartley. Marianne Hartley in Rockford had a great episode called Paradise Cove. And oh, then the next I thing see. you know, they're paired up to do Christmas commercials. So you think there's a little something, something. I thought there was a little something going on, a little something, something. <laughs> well, wasn't it the CP that said something's going on up there on that stage? That was with Springsteen that was and with that Patty. Patty Lucia, or whatever her name that. is. That was uh, evident from that uh, album that came out at the same time. Immediately, <laughs> Courtney Cox was filmed at the. Was it at the first half? No, it's called the Civic Center. That Chris. was the Civic That's Center. That's it. When they pulled her out, and everybody thought, "Oh, how lucky she was!" And they went, "Cut, cut, cut! We got to do the song over." So they did it again. My wife was there. Well, I was born at Woodstock. Beat that. Um, I've always thought that would be a good novel premise. What is what was the what's the kid doing now who was born at Woodstock? I'm what's, sitting here pissed off. You're doing uh, traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm waiting. Kenny, I will take a Maple Grove lock and safe, sir. I'll wait. It is as you say. Those guys didn't. Well, they. Had, 
we don't call anymore, do we? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Got it. You're looking for taking some calls? I'd love to take calls. Once you get a reply from Johnny oh, Phelan. I yeah, I'd love to get the time in the stamp. I'm going to, before we start, Chris, may I burst Joe's bubble? Sure. Apparently, according to CBS News and Associated Press, no babies were born at Woodstock. Well, yeah. tell that to my mom. Well, you know, John, I, I did say a premise for a novel. Oh, I see. So it'd be fiction. John, you could be virtually, fiction. how come, why is it that everything we say, everything, uh-huh. you have, yeah. you feel it's your duty to prove us wrong? Kenny's saying I, we need to change Snopes to hype.com. I, 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 I could tell you I'm born in 1965, and you would somehow find out that I was, in fact, born in 64 you, or you 66. You know why, Kenny? You know why? I don't, I don't like you guys much. Well, it's evidence. <laughs> it's evidence. Uh, evidence? Yeah, it's evidence. that's what it is. That's what it is. Yesterday, I you like managed the to truth, find... Jenny. You can't handle the truth. I ripped the shit out of WCCO, and then yesterday you go, well, by the way, Joe, WCCO did report that St. Well, Louis Park. Was, I got to, you know, I don't want. I, That's I gotta, right. got to spread truth. got to spread the gospel of truth here. <laughs> you're you know? doing your thing. Right yeah, all, all this stuff all this stuff I let pass at this point. Oh, I mean. <laughs> Can we do the bleeping show? I wish we would. I do, too. What show? Here we go. Joe Suchere, the keeper of common sense. <laughs> Are you okay? Should we get you an oxygen tank? Maybe a shot of... Take a drink and let it go down the wrong pipe again. Something? <laughs> Uh, With Liberty Safes and Maple Grove Lock and Safe, there are three things you can always expect from our guy, Rich. Always uh, expect, in addition to all the monthly sales, always expect Rich to be offering you 15% off all quick combination and key vaults, no matter what the other sales are. Uh, Proviso there, if you're a GLer, you have to tell them. And speaking of that, if you are a GLer, that means when you buy a safe, Rich is going to throw in a little something extra, extra. You buy one of these electrical kits and the lights, and uh, it's called an electrical accessory kit, a bunch of stuff. Uh, you buy that, Rich throws it in for free. Number three, always expect Liberty to have your back, either through their lifetime transferable warranties or their amazing privacy pol- uh, policy, which now goes above and beyond any other safe country uh, company in the United States. Uh, there's no upsales with Liberty because there's a Liberty safe for everybody, and there's no need to do an upsale with you. Every budget is covered. Here's what you're going to do. Well, first, I'd just pop onto the website, uh, Liberty uh, MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. If that's not good enough for you, give Rich a call, 763-328-0628, or just stop in and say hi. 6901 East Fish Lake Road on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Mayor Eric Adams of New York has uh, a program by which the illegal migrants in his city can get money. Oh. And the New York Post has done a pretty admirable deep dive on this. Unusually for the mayor, Adams did not publicize the story himself, and his administration for nearly a month has failed to correct several public misperceptions about it. One one misperception is that the program allows the city to give out just $50 million to migrants. No wonder the mayor has been reticent. 
The debit card program, if you read the actual contract, has the potential to become an open-ended, multi-billion dollar Bermuda Triangle of disappearing, untraceable cash used for any purpose. It will give migrants up to $10,000 each in taxpayer money with no ID check, no restrictions, and no fraud control. When the Post exposed the mayor's debit card program earlier this month, the mayor's office spun it as a money-saving program to solve a problem. Migrants staying in hotels don't eat all their food. I don't, what's that mean? Hmm. Doc, oh, meaning they would go out and buy their own groceries? Doc Go, the city's no-bid emergency contractor to provide migrants with three meals a day, throws away up to 5,000 meals daily, wasting $7.2 million a year. Some food, is, some food is inedible, expired, or rotten, and other food doesn't meet the migrants' dietary needs. Providing mass-scale meals competently and with options for specific needs, halal, kosher, vegan, non-gluten, isn't that hard. The school system does it. Airlines do it. Hospitals and jails do it. It shouldn't be difficult for the city to solve this problem. On-site city auditors could refuse to pay for meals that are objectively inedible with visible mold, for example. Uh, and this goes on to say New York is home to hundreds of top tier financial services and public benefits providers. Uh, a dream of a competitive bidding pool to ensure the city gets a good price as well as strong protections from fraud and abuse. But uh, the city is not consulting with those uh, agencies. Uh, the story is too complicated for me to read the whole thing except you should know that the taxpayers are on the hook for at least 10 grand per illegal that they can get with a debit card. Wow. It's a heck of a startup. 10 grand. Well, we're giving the country away. Imagine if they did that for the homeless of New York. Yeah. Those not addicted to, you know, drugs. I believe part of that though is they made the migrants pinky promise that they were going to use that ten grand for necessary supplies and whatnot. Well, that's that's good in court. That's all you need. Where's this from? This is from U.S. News and Report. <clears throat> Two climate change activists appeared on court late last week for throwing pink powder on glass cases displaying the U.S. Constitution at the National Archives Museum in Washington, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. The revered founding document written on four sheets of parchment in 1787 was protected by its display in casement and not damaged, the National Archives said. Police arrested Donald Zapita and Jackson Green, both white. I, I mention that because you never see black guys wrecking the Constitution. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Police arrested Donald Cepeda and Jackson Green on Wednesday afternoon for what the National Archives called an act of vandalism after they dispersed balloons filled with magenta pink tempura paint powder across the display, according to a court filing by a special agent in the Archives Inspector General's office. The museum's rotunda was closed, and uh, the government spent 
almost $16,000 cleaning it. Wow. Videos posted on social media showed the two men stood by the powder-dusted cases in the museum's Grand Rotunda with their hands and clothes covered in the pink powder. Paraphrasing the Constitution, they told onlookers they believed everyone on the planet had a right to clean air in a livable climate and called on Biden to declare a climate emergency shortly before they were detained by the staff. Uh, one of the men told investigators they were part of the Declare Emergency Campaign, which says it's, it uses civil resistance techniques to force the government to take emergency action. Okay, there are two failed academy idiots. They don't know what they're doing. But I have said from the beginning that what the Mysterians will have to accomplish is the destruction of our Constitution. In this case, it, it could not be done with the powder because it's very protected in a glass case that's probably bulletproof and everything else. But that's that's the ultimate goal of the mystery is to destroy the Constitution and then reframe reframe it in ways under which we will not want to live because they will they will abandon everything we know. Uh, in this country. Now we're also having people, you know, they throw paint at Mona Lisa and this other, right. all in the name of the climate, which of course has nothing to do with the climate. It has to do with bringing about as soon as possible, the end to capitalism and Western civilization as we know it. And, and the other reason I brought this story up and I looked, it was never covered by traditional news gatherers. Now, maybe it made newscasts out in Washington. Maybe WTOP had it, but the Washington Post didn't cover this, to the best of my knowledge. The New York Times didn't cover this. It's a, I think it's an important story. When you got to close down the National Gallery, get the public out of there and arrest two people who dump powder all over the Constitution, to me, that's a story. Yep. And I didn't see it uh, anywhere except this, U.S. News, and some other typical sites that print the things that the traditional news gatherers don't print. Well, it's evident that these two are complete idiots, because if they would have just watched that Nicolas Cage thriller, National <laughs> Treasure, they yeah. would have known how to access these documents. Yeah. And believe me, the Mysterians want their hands on those documents to destroy them. They don't believe in this country, and they believe... Uh, all weather problems are caused by, all climate problems are caused by capitalism. And constitutions. And the Constitution, yeah. You want to bring our man John Haidt in? Why not? All right. When? Well, <laughs> you're kind of all over the place today. I don't know what No, what I'm not. Format. I'm very organized, okay. and I'm going down a specific the, path. Got it. Okay, here we go. Let's <laughs> just take a quick time out. We'll be right back. Breaker 1-9, Breaker 1-9. Didn't know. Okay, that's all right. Okay. We got her. That's okay. I we got her. Okay. Did you not see that movie, Matthew? I I dangled an awfully big piece of bait there in front of you. What was the line? National Treasure. Nick Cage. Oh, Nick Cage. Yes, I he missed that. Did Sorry, did I did see that movie. See that movie. Damn it. Hey, John. Yes, sir. Um. Yes. Well, honestly. Yes, we aren't going to need a break now. No break? Okay. Since, well, since we did an extra segment. Where is no break? Gotcha. gotcha. We're going to need uh, a break after the news. That's what I'm saying. But we won't need a break within the news. Uh-huh. Within. Rook, when we, as we bump back, will you give me Welter? 
Yes. Give me shelter. Where do you get a gold twins hat? I want a, I want a gold. How about some gold Trump yeah. shoes? Yeah, I want to, I'll get some of them, too. Sold out in minutes. <laughs> Very unpopular, though. It's sneaker con. I just think it's everything. Everything is funny. Everything's what, funny. What the hell are we? <laughs> well. Yep. I know. Where you know Trump, Trump likens himself to Navalny. Yeah, I saw that. It was his only tweet about Navalny. <laughs> okay. Um, hi, are we ready? Let's say 50% of the court cases against Trump are politically motivated. Okay. okay. That's still at least 50% that aren't. Um, however, okay. the reaction from the, the New York deal where the inflated prices... That's common practice in New York. Where basically, who who was it? Was it what's her name? Hockley? What's her name? Help me. I don't know. I don't know. Where'd you get fifty percent? One hundred percent of them are Bruce Hockley. No, I don't think one hundred percent of them are. Uh, absolutely, every single one of them. Well, you're full of shit. <laughs> well, I don't care what you say. I'm right, well, and you're see, wrong. And Kenny, Kenny I'm here said to that's, tell you about it. Kenny said that's so all I'd bite, but Joe's biting. Kath, Kathy Hockle. Because other the governor of New York, the governor of New York, where other big time, big shot real estate investors said, well, well, wait a minute. If you're going after then she said, well, don't worry, we're not going to go after you guys, which well, then that's just so if he wasn't threatening to run for president. None of these cases would exist. Uh, he's not undervaluing Mar- Mar-a-Lago. That's got to be worth but that what I'm trying to say is that game is played all the time in the big shot real estate world. A little something for you, a little something for me. Well, right, because but the, he and, must be going. You can fudge. No, but, but but the banks even said, "Don't we we like doing business with him." All right, I'm I'm falling on deaf ears, so I'm just gonna stop talking. Where is Trump? <laughs> all right, I'm rolling. Rook, you ready? Uh, yes. Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Well, I just saw today that next Saturday and Sunday they're predicting possibly 50 degrees. And you know what that means for you? You should be thinking about your air conditioning unit. You are not going to turn the air on at 50 degrees. I understand that. But if you didn't put it away properly or it was making some noise, now's the time to get that thing tuned up. They can come out and tune it up in 50-degree weather. Believe me, have it ready for that super hot and sweaty and swelter heat we're going to be having. Get it? Swelter? Welter? Got it. All right. But you can also, if you have problems with your heating unit, you can call them right away. they got certified techs that will come out immediately, and they serve the entire metro area, have 24-7 emergency services as well. But don't mess around with your heating unit, your cooling unit, or even that air purification system that you have. Get in touch with four generations and 120 years of experience. That's the Welter family. They know the equipment. 612-825-6867. They're a family of garage logicians, and they advertise on Garage Logic just because they love the show. So if you're in a pinch, 
Give them a buzz. They should be your go-to people. Get that number on the refrigerator, 612-825-6867, or put it in your telephone cubby hole or whatever you call that stupid thing. It's online at welterheating.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. This uh, news update brought to you by North American Banking Company. And uh, here now are all the details on the uh, Shannon Gooden thing. Authorities on Monday confirming the identity of the suspect accused of killing those three first responders in Burnsville. He's 38-year-old Shannon Gooden. The deadly confrontation started as a domestic incident at 33rd Avenue and East Burnsville Parkway before 2 a.m. shortly. When it ended, three first responders and the suspect were dead. A fourth first responder, Sergeant Adam Medlicott, was hospitalized. Medlicott was released from the hospital yesterday and now is recovering at home. The city has announced a fundraiser for people to donate to help the families of the fallen first responders and noted it's the only contribution site the city is part of, urging people to beware of scammers. Donations can be made to Law Enforcement Labor Services, and donors should write Burnsville Heroes in the comments. Uh, early Tuesday morning, the Hennepin County Medical Examiner confirmed that Gooden died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. The BCA described the suspect as being heavily armed, holed up inside, and court records reveal Gooden should have never had access to guns to begin with. In 2008, he was convicted of second-degree assault in Dakota County, which also carried a lifetime ban on gun possession. In 2020, he petitioned to have those rights restored, but a judge denied it, citing other encounters with police and two orders of protection filed against him by two different women alleging domestic assault and abuse. The Dakota County Attorney's Office says that along with the assault conviction, Gooden had additional encounters with police involving assaults, disorderly conduct, and numerous traffic violations, demonstrating what they called a continued disregard to obey the law. The county attorney's office also pointed to two petitions for orders for protection. One of the women told the court that in 2017, Gooden gave her a concussion and a black eye with a headbutt, also threw her down a set of stairs. The other woman said in her petition that on July 7, 2020, Gooden grabbed a knife while they argued and cut her clothes and swiped her foot with the knife, sending the woman yes. down the stairs. Neither woman successfully obtained an order for protection. In the 2017 filing, the woman failed to appear for a hearing. A judge dismissed the second petition for lack of evidence. So to answer your initial question, yes, I think that information is pertinent, right? Because mm -hmm. then it paints the picture of the type of person you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Bad guy, yep. A woman shot and killed yesterday afternoon in a Brooklyn Park apartment complex. Police say they arrested a suspect. It looked like that for a while, maybe a hostage situation. Brooklyn Park officers responded a little after 2 p.m. to reports of an active shooter at the Brooks Landing Apartments. The officers went inside, found a woman who was dead with several gunshot wounds. While looking for a suspect, the officers found a second crime scene on another floor of the building. Brooklyn Park SWAT team and additional agencies responded, but officers did not find the suspect or any other victims. But shortly after, the suspects were, about, were found at 8400 block of Xerxes Avenue North. He was arrested, taken to the Brooklyn Park jail. The shootings were not random, according to the Brooklyn Park Police Inspector Elliot Faust. He said police are still working to determine what led to the situation. Pioneer Press reporting a fix to an error in last year's tax bill that would leave Minnesotans paying higher income taxes saw early movement at the legislature could be among the first bills to make to the governor's desk this session. 
The Minnesota House overwhelmingly approving a bill updating language in the 2023 tax code that inadvertently kept out-of-date standard deduction amounts for single and married filers. The error will not affect taxpayers until they file their 2024 taxes next year, but if it remains, about 2.3 million filers could end up owing $352 million more in taxes than lawmakers wanted, and in a 128-2 vote, members of the House passed the bill to fix the standard deduction amounts. Wait a minute. What? Explain to me what that means. We're going to be paying more? No, the, the, the plan by the legislature is to fix it. The numbers were wrong that they put in the bill last year, but it won't affect oh, this year's filing. I'll be paying less next year? Or yes. I'll be paying more next less. year? Less. Less. Huh? Okay. You know, by the rationale of those, uh, that bill that would restrict paint sales and uh, pr- the performance of electrical work, if they should come to fruition, just imagine the direction they could go with that kind of thinking. Yep. They will seep yeah. into every I mean, walk of know, life. You're not going to be allowed to cut your kid's hair at home. I mean, you can just so, go on and on and on. I won't be able to cut my hair anymore? No. Cutting my own hair. Cutting your what own hair. You know. What about other sorts of kind of uh, shaving, cutting, and different uh, other yeah, Everything could come under that purview. Everything. Because you won't be allowed to repair your shoes. Am I allowed to take a shower and wash my bottom? Only if the water is state at a is certain there. temperature. Only if a member of the state is there. No, but on all seriousness, uh, did you take your shower today? Well, you can't take another one. We got to restrict water usage well, inside sure, your home. Uh, these are these are we've we've we're, we've lost it. These are crackpots. This, this entire conversation, I noticed only one thing, Joe. Huh? You you repair your own shoes? What, no, what I just all about? coming He's up a with cobbler. I'm a He's cobbler. He's a cobbler. Yeah. <laughs> No one injured during a fire at St. Paul's Magnolia's restaurant on Monday. According to the city's fire department, crews were called to the business about 7.30 last night for an alarm going off. When they got there, heavy smoke could be seen coming from the roof, and they were able to eventually extinguish the flames. It was a large kitchen fire, according to Roy Mocasso, deputy chief for the St. Paul Fire Department. Appears to likely be accidentally said. Luckily, no one inside the building located on Payne and Magnolia Avenues East. Mm. Magnolia's, if you're uh, interested in their history, opened in January of 1984 in a building that previously housed Radar Chef in the 1960s and White Castle in the 1930s, according to the Mm. restaurant's website. You won't be able to uh, Hmm. install a basketball net because that's above a state-approved height for you to use a stepladder. The Magnolias are my one of my favorite Minneapolis bands. In uh, national and international Thank stories. Thank you for sharing that, that. Where did that come I from? I think that was very well, soft make, and very tender. Magnolia Restaurant. Oh, Magnolia. I see. Yeah. Eastside. In uh, national international stories, the Middle East looks set for a path of escalation on multiple fronts as Israeli forces close in on what's left of southern Gaza. And now Yemen's Houthi rebels launched their most damaging strike yet on a ship in the Red Sea. The crew of the British-owned Belize-flagged bulk carrier MV Rubimar were forced to abandon ship in the Gulf of Aden on Monday, receiving help from a nearby merchant vessel and coalition warship to reach a nearby port after two anti-ship ballistic missiles were launched by Houthi terrorist-controlled areas in Yemen. 
All of that according to U.S. Central Command. And meanwhile, Israel's government warning again of a potential ground invasion of Rafah, Gaza's southern corner along the Egyptian border, where more than 1.5 million Palestinians are sheltering, most in makeshift tents with little access to food, water, and medicine. Lots of Alexei Navalny news today in a video released on her social media accounts on Monday. His widow vowed to lead her husband's resistance efforts and blamed Russian President Vladimir Putin for his death last week. That message from his widow left X for a short time this morning when the social media site suspended her account. It was back online, though, within about an hour and a half. Navalny on Telegram said her account continued to be what she called shadow banned. Her account did not appear when searching for her handle. An X search by Semifor, a company that follows this sort of thing at the time, confirmed users were unable to find her account. The issue later resolved with X saying its defense mechanism against manipulation and spam had accidentally flagged and disabled her account. Yeah, but they got so much crap on there, they go after her. I mean, the the, the world is saying yeah. Putin's responsible for right. this. right. And the crap and the filth they have on Twitter, but they're going to take her off for an hour. But yeah, what a bunch of BS. Uh, well, it, does it have to do with the threat? I don't. I'm saying the word murder, or I don't know. Meanwhile, Alexei Navalny's brother has been placed on a wanted list in Russia just days after Navalny died. As reported by Russian state media TASS, the Russian Interior Ministry said on Tuesday that Oleg Anatolyevich Navalny is wanted under an article of the criminal code. The Russian authorities did not state exactly what part of the code Oleg had broken. A court in Moscow had already handed Oleg a one-year suspended sentence in 2021 for trying to organize what they called an unauthorized rally. Reavers, did you just make a funny noise? A funny no, body noise? I did not. So is he on the run? Is he on the lam? Is I don't know where he's at. I looked for that story to see where he lived, and I could not find any info. Are we going to do the right thing and sneak him out of there? Yeah. Or do you think he's already not in there? He may not want to come out if he's like his brother. He may want to stay and try and fight the regime. I, I don't know. I'm just speculating. In Russia? Yeah, well, that's the no, wife. He'll be dead. The wife. He'll kill him. Yeah. Well, well, remember, Alexei went back there to fight the regime. That's how he got arrested. Uh, they need to mistake. sneak in. Yeah, get yourself to the highly corrupt Swiss border uh, and, and get over there. Switzerland is uh, they'll they'll hide you for they're the right neutral. amount. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're neutral. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Neutral. Capital One Financial says it's buying Discover Financial Services for thirty five billion dollars that's a, a lot of money isn't it john it really is wow. a deal that would bring together two of the nation's credit card companies as well as shake up the payments industry which right now is largely dominated by visa and mastercard the deal marries two of the largest credit card companies that are not banks first like jp morgan chase and citigroup it also brings together two companies whose customers are largely similar, often Americans who are looking for cash back or modest travel rewards compared to the premium credit cards dominated by a city, Chase, and American Express. It will also give Discover's payment network a major credit card partner in a way that could make the payment network a major competitor once again. Well, I got a story here that's going to make some folks angry, or perhaps we should say more angry. Hmm. The Presidential Greatness Project every year rates the presidents historically, and they've now come out with their new ranking for this year. They've rated Abraham Lincoln for the third time as the greatest American president ever. Ranking last, Donald Trump. 
Oh, according well, to how her, does anybody find that surprising based yeah, on a I, ranking by where's Jimmy um, Carter? Uh, Jimmy Carter was right. Uh, he was on the other side, the bottom side of the half. Does that make sense? So in yeah, the midpoint, yes. he was the bottom half of the midpoint, if that makes sense. What about the highly corrupt Kennedy administration? Uh, I did not, you know, I didn't see a Kennedy ranking. Wow. How, I'm shocked that you and your magic bullet dancing around there didn't find that. Uh, <laughs> I, read, I didn't look for it. Somewhere today, um, amid my fury and rage, I read a piece wow. about Lincoln pardoning like one of Joe Biden's ancestors. I have that story if you'd like me. I, I have would. It. Yeah, 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 I would. Okay, yeah. well, let, let me finish this one first. Uh, there's 154 respondents to this every year. Uh, they are all American Political Science Association members, and they are all scholars who Wait have a recently. Time out. What? 150 people, and they're all political science. Yeah, well, they're historians, historians and political scientists. Oh, and I'm sure they don't have a particular leading one way or the there, other. There's so, actually, actually, they are divided by, uh, Chris, you know, this you is exactly a, what's wrong. With why don't you make right us the, why don't you just read us the top five, John? Because we'd, we'd hate to actually get facts about a story before right. we, you know, I've made saying, an opinion and blathered out. Can I just have facts. the top five presidents, please? Whose version of facts? Kenny. They're all divided by party. The whole uh, group, left, the 150. It's the split. left, and then there's the uh, other. We don't know that. Can I just have the top five, please? The middle left and the far left. <laughs> Both parties. Lincoln followed by who? I, I can't talk anymore. I'm sorry. I, Lincoln I followed by who? Can't Ike? deal with the idiocy in the room. Is Ike up there? How about Ike? Ike is not in there, no. Uh, FDR is number two. Yeah. George Washington is three. Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt. Hey, hey, hey. Teddy. Quiet. Teddy Roosevelt four. is four. Who is? Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Right on. Uh, Thomas Jefferson is five. Yep. Okay. Now, the worst, I'm going worse than two. Uh, Trump ranked in last place. Yep. James Buchanan at 44. Andrew oh, Johnson, yeah. who would be my oh. worst ever, is 43. Right. Franklin Pierce. Nixon. Ra Franklin Pierce at 42. William Henry Harrison at oh. 41. Now respondents, now listen up close, fellas. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to read the story. You be talking to Reavers, not me. Yeah, pretty much. Respondents were tracked by political affiliation and ideology, which the release said didn't make a major difference overall in the rankings. But there were some outliers, mainly with recent presidents. Yeah, Ronald Reagan the one that was at the bottom. Ronald Reagan, he was one. Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, and Trump were more likely to be ranked higher by conservatives or Republicans. However, Trump still ranked number 41 with Republican respondents. Bush, 19. Among Democrat respondents, Reagan was rated an average of 18th, Bush, 30, uh, 33rd, 33rd, 33, and Trump, 45. A similar partisan divide noticeable for Obama and Biden, who ranked an average of 6th and 13th with Democrats, 15th and 13th with this Republicans. And here's the amazing one to me. Bill Clinton, a Democrat, ranked higher by Republican respondents. By the way, you're boring. Tenth, and Democrats was number 12. So he was ranked higher by Republicans. If Republican. you don't like America, then you can Democrat. get it. I want to tell you something, you guys, something that's going to shock you, and it's going to make you shake in your underpants. Okay. Ronald Wilson Reagan. Wilson? Each really? name has six letters. <laughs> 
Hey, if you don't uh, like America, Jack, can I hear the uh, that is uh, Lincoln's pardon of the Biden crime family? But prior to that, do you know sure. that Teddy Roosevelt, who his vice presidential uh, guy was, his vice president no. guy was Ooh. Charles Fairbanks, who is a direct. My wife is a direct descendant of Charles Fairbanks. Well, that's, that's fascinating. A, yeah, that's, that's a nice cool. lead into the next story. Rook. Thank, Thank you, John. Go ahead. Uh, on the evening of March twenty first, eighteen sixty four. The quiet of a small corner of the Army of the Potomac sprawling winter camp along the Rappahannock River near Beverly Ford, Virginia, was disturbed when a fight broke out in one of the mess tents between Union Army civilian employee Moses Robinette and John J. Alexander. The reason we're talking about this, Moses J. Robinette uh, was a great-great-grandfather of President Joe Biden. The scuffle left Alexander bleeding from knife wounds, and Robinette was charged with attempted murder and incarcerated on a remote island near modern-day Florida. It would also cause an unexpected intersection in the histories of Lincoln and Biden. Robinette, who received a pardon from Lincoln, as I said, was Biden's great-great-grandfather. The ancestral line has long been established and lists Moses Robinette among the paternal ancestors of Joe Biden, hailing from Western Maryland. After being convicted in the case, Robinette sent to the Dry Tortugas Islands near Key West, Florida. Around the time Robinette arrived on Dry Tortugas, three Army officers who knew him petitioned Lincoln to overturn the conviction. It was overturned, and he was pardoned by Abraham Lincoln. Well, Robinette was no dummy because he's in the winter camp uh, up in the Rappahannock. It's uh -huh. March. It's miserable out. And they were going to put him in a prison down oh, off Key West. He said, oh, yeah. don't throw me in the briar patch. I get he was mentioned in National Treasure with that great American actor, Nick Cage. Right? Was he? I remember that. Was he? Yeah. yeah, he's actually, <laughs> those guys that were going to put the pink stuff were fools because that wasn't even the real one. Nicholas Cage stole it. <laughs> uh, that's, we've just destroyed everything. Let's take a break. Who knows where it is. You I know, know where it is. When it comes to sending all of your money to the greedy piglet known as the government, go with the best because she's going to – she hates the government more than we do. That's Linda Keller <laughs> and Keller Tax Service. Kenny, what was well, the nugget you were going to give me? I have – what do you mean? One nugget? I have – look at front and back. I have nuggets. You've got notes. <clears throat> my favorite one, especially for right now, I sent her my packet a week ago today, Tuesday. She received it on Thursday put it into her system on Friday. She was done on Saturday. Sunday, I was talking to her on the phone, and she was telling me the incredibly good news from the feds and the always disappointing news from the Minnesota <laughs> Department of Revenue, which I expected. Uh, but my point is, my stuff, the turnaround, was less than a week. Any money back? Yeah, from the feds. I'll absolutely. be damned. We're, Joe, we're using the federal money to pay the state. Isn't yeah. that great? America. Colortaxservice.com. That is her website. You go on that website. You can actually schedule an appointment. She's got all sorts of tax information available for you, whether it's for you, your family, your business, by the way. She does every type of tax preparation, tax planning, and accounting services. She, uh, she does two fifths of the Garage Logic podcast, soon to be three fifths, hopefully, of the Garage Logic podcast. And yeah. she should become your tax preparer. I've used her for a number of years. I'm so happy that I found her. It's Linda Keller, Keller Tax Service. Make that appointment. Please let her know that you heard about her here on the Garage Logic podcast. I do need to give her a cool ad. Yes. What'd you say, Johnny? 
I do need to give her a call. Yeah. What's great is she answered my questions before she knew I had those questions. It was just, she's amazing. She just made everything. Do you pay quarterly? No, of course not. No, that's why I get the refund back. From can the I turn fence. it? It's really hot in here. I you, never you, touched it. Oh, yeah. You can turn it down. You don't pay quarterly, Kenny? God, if I don't, I'd get killed. No, the I Hubbard considers me a part-timer. Oh, so you have, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I don't have anything taken out of mine, so I have to. Same with uh, hey, uh, the uh, the roommate. I have to check something really quick here, John. I don't think you did North America. Well, I'm gonna get. Yeah, I did, drink. didn't I? I'm gonna check. Yeah, I did because Joe did the weird uh, oh. intro, and I kind of yelled it out after him. John, I apologize if you're offended. I just listened to the. Beginning. I'm rarely offended, Chris. <laughs> John, there used to well, be a band in the Twin Cities called uh, the Urban Gorillas. And one of their songs was Ronald Wilson Reagan, Ronald Wilson Reagan, <laughs> Ronald. Yeah, they were a fun band. Do you know that if you look at a clock, just picture the numbers of a clock, and you add up every one, every one equals 13. 12 plus one, and then you go across the aisle and go 11 plus, plus two. Four or two, yeah. Yeah, it's everyone comes out 13. <laughs> So, Ken, that uh, must mean something. I don't know what. <laughs> Kenny, this is for you. Friday, when I went to that service for uh, our, our buddy GR, the entire Rex Daisy band was there. And the stories they were telling, I was in tears. They were so. How funny. come I didn't know he was in Rex Daisy? How could I have known I don't know. GR and talked to him and not put two and two together? I figured that's why you did know him, to be honest with you. No, no. I had no idea. Yeah, well, because he was in that band, and Rocco did a great job on the LoJ show of kind of encapsulating all of that, because they became two tickets to paradise when they would do that, yeah, cover yeah. band stuff, yeah, and they would have people come out on stage and be, basically yeah. you got your own karaoke band. It was awesome. Well, they were everywhere, yeah. um, for a while in the early nineties. So. My God, some of the stories those guys were spinning. It was so funny. It'd have been fun to be in a band in about your early twenties, I gotta say, <laughs> especially a good one. Yeah, mm. it was a good time, Such. <laughs> it's more fun to be a fan of bands than being bands. I see. Oops. Well, let's have some fun. Oh. Um. Oh, shoot. I lost my PK mail. Oh, shoot. Oh, Sorry. shoot. I'm not going to go to the length of pulling that back up. So you're just going to get a PK mail. Mail. That's what made me think of him. <laughs> you're done. Is this it for breaks? Yes. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah. You only got to tell me twice. Polzy, what time is it? Lem. You cannot stop it. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. I wonder who's really pulling Biden's strings. <laughs> for example, for example, we got somewhat heartened last week uh, discovering that the Biden administration was going to ease up on the EV expectations. Uh, which was tantamount to acknowledging that the American public doesn't want them 
and they were actually listening to the public. But it turns out that now we know that the Office of uh, Environmental Protection uh, has proposed tail-type emissions, which were submitted to the White House uh, for final review, and they're designed to guarantee 67% of new car sales are electric by 2032, 67%. Okay. Uh, over the weekend, the New York Times and the Washington Post reported the White House is going to double down on that lofty goal while loosening earlier targets. The president has been clear since 2020 that he intends to use his agencies to eliminate gas cars. The American fuel and petrochemical manufacturers said tinkering with the near term speed of implementation implementation does not change the end game, which is banning newer, uh, which is banning new gas powered cars. But who's really doing this? Because Bi- I'm serious now. Biden isn't. He has. He's not. Right. right. He's not hitting it hard. On he's, I don't think he's doing much. Right. He's, he, Can we wildly speculate? Is it Obama? That's what I was going to say. Former President Obama, and maybe future President Mrs. Obama. So we we thought we were going to get a reprieve from the electric cars. We're not. Uh, they're still going to be expected to be uh, demanded of you, no matter what your uh, wishes are. Uh, but we learned that the political class has changed dramatically in our lifetime, and they're not serving us. They're serving their own agendas, and uh, they're uh, crippling us. They're going to cripple us because... Uh, I don't want an EV. Uh, Channel 4, which I had fun with yesterday, I want to tip my cap to them. Why is this? The CBS. They did a piece last night where one of the gals, I don't know her name, and then another news person, they took EVs to Duluth. Uh, The gal was driving a Tesla, and the other one was driving a Chevy. It's either Volt or Bolt. I I don't know which one. The Volt. But they had to stop. You know, they had to stop in Hinkley for 45 minutes, and then they got to Duluth and discovered uh, this and that and the other thing. The point is, it took a long time for them to get to Duluth because neither of them got there on their full charge. On a full charge? I guess we the can, Volt would have, but they topped it off anyway. We can get there on one tank of gas. Oh, God, yes. I we can get, get there, there and turn back. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's it's not my cup of tea. I I realize a lot of you warriors are out there saving the earth, and that that's great. And never mind the nine year olds who are dying in the mines. Right. Just the hell with them. Yep. It doesn't. You don't even have to worry about that. Doesn't affect you don't us. see them. Doesn't affect us. You I don't, don't see anybody. See them. They ain't here. You see them. Them ain't over here. I ain't seen them. I ain't seen nobody. I ain't seen nobody. You know. And here's a guy here. Uh. Uh, uh, never mind. Oh, it, who's the uh, who's our medical guy in the country? Rachel Levine, is he the trans guy? Yes, yep. and he's a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a doctor of what? He Ugh. now, while well, he's telling us from his position that climate change is racist. Oh, so uh, I, you don't want that black climate change? No, it's different than white climate change. Right. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm going to take his word for it, because well, he's kind of a he's got his own issues. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I got you. You know, I got you, cowboy. Yeah. Garage logic is thanking 
Renewal by Anderson for sponsoring the always popular This Day in History provided by the Traveling Lymans. But Renewal by Anderson caught wind of this and said, you know what? It's a good idea. It's a good place to put our windows. Because mm-hmm. the Lymans used Renewal by Anderson windows before they before sold the, big, the kit and everything. caboodle and took off to see the world. It's part of what gave their house great resale That's value. That's right. Uh, a claim replacement windows. If it's windows you need, you don't need to re- just replace your windows. Just, this is a complete upgrade of the home in ways that improve your everyday life and cut down on the draft. They're precision engineered. They uh, they fit within one sixteenth of your opening. That's weather tight. You're not feeling this wind coming through Copy. there. And it's not just windows with renewal by Anderson. It's patio doors, entry doors. Renewal by Anderson has the best products and the best service. And I, I know them well. I know a lot of people that this is it. That's Renewal by Anderson. Kind of a state thing. What's smaller, 116th or 115th? 116th. Nope. Huh? Sorry. Why, why do you do this? Why do you? Airtight is what you're trying to say. Yes. That's that's what I said. But one sixteenth is smaller than one fifteenth. Yeah. One sixteenth, like one twentieth is smaller than one no. No. Well that's this payback. So 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 when the renewal by Anderson guy gets there. Right. Is one sixteenth greater than one fifteenth? Use this calculator to compare the sizes. One sixteenth is about six point three percent smaller than one fifteenth. There you go. Because the lower those numbers go together, I the said higher that. they are. I said one sixteenth is smaller, meaning a less chance of draft than one fifteenth. You're welcome. Are you still doing the ad? Well, yeah, because 60. Reavers screwed me up. Here we go. Call uh, Renewal Get by Anderson, 651-705. You got a corded phone? 6931. Landline? Or go to renewalbyanderson.com Hello? backslash garage logic. That's right. This is still 651. The best in the business, Renewal by Anderson. <laughs> no thanks to you. One sixteenth. Isn't it cool how I knew that it was only, 6.3%? Only because they come to us all the way from Lake Las Vegas, Nevada, from the Traveling Limits. It was on this day, February 20th. In 1811, Henry H. Sibley was born in Detroit. He was a big player in the state's history. He became a fur trader, politician, businessman, military leader, and university regent he died in St. Paul in Feb 18, 1891. Mm-hmm. So he was what, 80? Around there? Fart, yeah. On this day. Two, two, zero. Two, two, zero. Uh, on this day in 1855. 1855. The territorial legislature created 12 counties, all named in honor of individuals who, who played a significant role in the state's history. Brown County, uh, Becker, Beltrami, uh, Benton, Big Stone, Blue Earth, and Brown are your B counties. Brown was named for pioneer Joseph R. Brown. Carver for explorer Jonathan Carver. Dodge for Wisconsin Governor Henry Dodge and his son Augustus. Faribault for fur trader Jean-Baptiste Faribault. Freeborn for member of for uh, members of the for member of the territorial legislature William Freeborn, 
Moore for say uh, Stillwater Lumberman John Moore, Moore uh, McLeod Meeker Malax Moore, uh, Olmstead for St. Paul Mayor Dave Olmstead, <laughs> Renville for fur trader Joe Renville Stearns for Charlie Thomas Stearns, a legislator, Steele for pioneer Franklin Steele, and Todd for Fort Ripley Commander John Blair Smith, Todd, and Wright for New York Statesman Silas Wright. What do we care about a New York statesman for? I don't I know. Maybe he spent the night here. Silas Marner? Oh, it was on this day. Two, two, zero. In 1862. Are you happy now, Renewal? Are you signed on with this? Yeah, they're taking it. 1862. <laughs> yes, sir. More counties were created. They were named for bodies of water. Big Stone for Big Stone Lake. Chippewa for the Chippewa River. Traverse for Lake Traverse. And two for notable individuals, General John Pope. Cartog cartographer is honored by Pope County and Isaac Stevens. Railroad surveyor is remembered with Stevens County. Hmm. All right. Scott, Sherburn, Sibley, St. Louis, Stern, Steele, Stevens, and Swift are your S counties. On this day, uh, February 20th, in 1992, Minnesota got its taste of the nationwide savings and loan debacle when Hal Greenwood Jr., a spooky-looking little guy when yeah, he did the twins ads? Uh, yeah. twins ads. Former chairman and CEO of failed Midwest Federal Savings under a good tree for shelter, mm -hmm. wasn't that it? And Loan Association was sentenced by a federal judge in St. Paul to 46 months in prison in order to forfeit 3.6 mil. Following federal deregulation of the thrift industry during the 80s, savings and loans around the country had become overextended and many engage in loans without sufficient reserves to cover themselves if the loans failed. Greenwood was one of the few savings and... Minnesota Federal Savings. One of the few and savings and loan association officials to be sentenced. Huh. Greenwood, Hal Greenwood. He uh, he scared the hell out of me when I watched the Twins game. Yeah, he, I think he had the bad rosacea. Uh, he sat on the edge of the desk and he had the big tree behind yeah. him, and I thought he was an ogre. <laughs> if they cancel the contract, do we actually have to pay them back? <laughs> Anderson. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. Almost like a reimbursement. No, I they mean, can take it up with the, Reavers. We can't keep that money. I think we can. But <laughs> take it up with Reavers. He's the one who screwed up the 116th thing. Renewal by Anderson. I am sorry for throwing math in the direction of the mayor. <laughs> but I was library. right. 116th is smaller than 115th. Find out more. You kept saying it was bigger. On the Garage Logic Town Council. <laughs> That's right. Full video and full show audio, including before, during, after the break when the mayor does a live ad. It's all there for you. Just a few of the great perks of a town council membership. You'll even get your own official membership card. I believe they are 116th in diameter. And a certificate from the mayor himself, along with invites to exclusive events. Learn more about the town council and become a member today at garagelogic.com. I should apologize to the council for my crabby attitude today before the show. I am very sorry, council. Sorry if you were offended. It is a chart, Abe. I'm gonna, I've, I've been writing down the names of people we need to remember. Shavanti, Santhan, 
Santhana Dan. She's the one that went off the grid. Heather Mueller, Education Commissioner. She comes up all the time. What day is this? Tuesday? Yes, sir. Flip yes. Wilson. <laughs> There's a guy, Rook. Hmm. A St. Paul native was a geologist, and he has discovered evidence. I saw that of an ancient glacial lake in Highland Park. Yeah, right by Circus Juventus and by the golf course. Right in there. Yeah, it goes down to Mickey's Diner. Isn't there a homeless encampment there? Probably. Not, I don't, is there? I don't think so. Yeah, I oh. saw that. So ten. What is this evidence ago, of? Ten thousand years ago, it, they it also through. found a skeleton of a giant beaver in Hidden Falls. Hmm. Hey now. Well, if I was sophomoric in nature, I would have fun with that, but right. I am not. Right. Not today. I don't even was know. she hanging out in Maplewood in the uh, late 80s? Yeah, she was a high schooler. <laughs> she got a pretty good reputation. Because I remember having some uh, difficulties. I'm uh, difficult. I'm ready for you. Uh, the discovery uh, of this lake is a big deal, huh? Surprised you didn't do it today. Well, you know, we had stuff to get to. It's not negative enough. <laughs> that mean enough. <laughs> uh, so, Joe, what? <clears throat> I told you I sent an email to Vice Grip Garage. Yeah. Um, in return, they sent me an email back with all their hot products from their. <laughs> merchandise uh, catalog. Uh, so if, if, Der if Derek Beery was in Minnesota, there has to be a listener who knows him. Oh well, uh, Mark does. Well, can't you go get him through Mark? I I'm not I'm not that I don't do I'm not no. Jeez, I'll no. take that I'm, as a no. I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, get me Mark's info and I'll do it. I actually got Mark's info from you. Where did I get it? From, from Mark when he emailed you. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have that anymore. After he painted Derek's whatever that Ford was. Propose new bills in the legislature. All right, boys. I got a safety meeting at two. Well, you be safe. Yeah, it's a phone or so. It's all right. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to have that safety meeting so you're safe at the airport. Proposed new bills in the legislature will uh, prevent you yep. from painting your house. Painting your house. Yep. Or changing a light bulb. No, I mean, light changing switch. a light switch. Uh, speaking oh, of Mark, I just emailed him today asking him to email you with anything he knows about that bill. That paint bill. Yep. So you'll probably be hearing from them in the next 24 hours. Yep. Ready. Uh, illegals entering New York apparently are given debit cards. Hold on, slow down. Apparently are... Oops, debit, not credit. Debit cards. Yep. To spend up to $10,000 a year. Okay. The Burnsville cop killer. Yep. 
was hardly an upstanding citizen. New sentence. Yep. Bets are. B-E-T-S-R. Yeah. We will continue to learn more about his violent history. Okay. John Height. I know him. Huh? You send me an email, John. Yep, I'm doing it right now. Thank you, sir. Even as we speak. Why do we spell guitar wrong? Why is that? It's when I try to type too fast. Okay, upload. I guess my point with the the New York um, suit against former President Trump mm -hmm. was after the verdict and everything, it was so glaringly obvious that they solely went after him because of who he is. Just, I'm just saying in this one particular case, I'm not absolving of all the other pending. And again, I know he's in court every other in every other courtroom in the country. But when the freaking governor says, don't worry, you have none, none of the rest of you have anything to worry about. It's like, well, then why even issue that statement? You just made it so obvious what you were trying to do here. End of speech. Noted. <laughs> uh, I suppose I better do the Burnsville one because that's what we started with, huh? Okay, there was a lake in Highland 10,000 years ago from the north end of the 18-hole golf course, expanding southward to where Mickey's Diner is now, and then down to the Mississippi. You mean the old Mickey's, right? No, well, no, there's, a, there's two Mickey's, and there happens to be one on West 7th Street, not the old one downtown. The one on West I thought 7th the Street. one on West 7th had turned into like a hot dog place or no, something. No, it's still Mickey's. Okay. Lake went right through there. But that's there's still a bluff there. You know what this says? That's fill material. Isn't that weird? What is that? I don't huh. know what that means. It means it wasn't a bluff. It was filled up to <clears> become <throat> a bluff after the... But it's rocks. This guy's contending that wasn't there. That was all lake bottom. There's a rock wall on Old Shep under 35E, and that's that neighborhood. Right. The bluff I'm talking about would be on top of Highland there, where Circus Juventus is. According to this guy, that's all bluff. That's filler. Uh, this guy is full of it. It's like a crab cake with filler in Who it. Who is this crackpot? 
Uh, who is this guy? He doesn't know. He wasn't there. Greg Brick. House. <laughs> the earth is flat. Tell that dummy the earth is flat. <laughs> um, the part of the story, the Gooden story, there was an active warrant for him, correct, John? I don't think so, no. Was this George Brick? I don't know, the Burnsville <laughs> bad guy. Not but that I'm aware of. Based upon what we're not willing to go with yet, but I thought there was an active that he was charged with a crime of that nature previously. Oh, really? Okay. I, I thought I saw that somewhere, but, you know, I've read 50. Yeah, there's been, there's been a lot of stuff, so I didn't. That's why I thought I'd ask you first before I said anything. Let's double check. Ooh, how about the KSTP stories? We're in a twins hat. I'm sure they appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I noticed he's he had a couple <laughs> twins hats. I've seen two different pictures. Oh, uh, yeah. Where do you get the gold twins hat? Was that was that what made you think of it? What? That's what he's wearing in that. Is that what made you think of it? Made me think of what? The gold <laughs> twins hat. Oh, I said he was wearing a gold twins hat. Oh. And I just asked, is that what made you? It didn't make me think of anything. But he seems, think, a little, but seems a little on edge here, don't they, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just asked a question. Yeah, well, stop it. Is <laughs> one sixteenth bigger than one fifteenth? Joe, stop this ad to answer. <laughs> Joe, come on. One sixteenth is a smaller number than one fifteenth. But you told me it was a bigger number. No, I asked you. I said which one is bigger? And I knew you would be able to help yourself. Did I say how, how can this even be a question or a topic of discussion? Do you any of you own a tape measure? Right. Have any of you ever looked at a tape measure? But Kenny, it was a. How's are it you go? playing the role it, of height now? It goes a, it goes say, a quarter. A it goes an eighth. It goes the thirty second. Goes to hunt one sixty four. Don't you own any damn wrenches? Kenny, thirty what second is, is smaller than the sixteenth. Kenny, hold on. That's a second. That's exactly what I just said. Yeah. Chuckle lips. But Kenny, you didn't have Chuckle your headphones lips. on when this when this first started. Yeah, you he was doing his ad, and he had mentioned that once they they fill your window for uh, what was it to one sixteenth of an inch. That's airtight, and so I waited and I pulled a rookie. Did you have mutton for dinner last night? And I just said, what's smaller, 116th or 115th? And he came to a complete dead stop. <laughs> well, I got so, the answer right. You did. And I gave you credit for that. Congratulations. Joe, when are you going to just let those things go? You've got to learn to just keep going. You know all this preaching you do at John? Why don't you look in the mirror when you say that stuff? You got to let this stuff go. Nobody gives a rat's ass if you had mutton last night. Just don't answer them. Does that I ever know, occur I, to you? I, I, when John, when your brother John talks to you, 99% of what he says to you is trolling. Just look at him. Just give him a blank stare. You are such a sucker. Yeah. Do you want to come Look at the village. Jesus. <laughs> and I always answer. You know. You're like Charlie Brown kicking that football that that little mean little wench is I holding. Come to your house. 
just get up a good head of steam and let off with a kick and pull the ball away. Want to come over and see the village? <laughs> Have a sandwich? Have a sandwich and coffee? Have some sandwiches? <laughs> what was the other one? Do you want to join? Do you want to come with me to the YMCA? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was yeah. choir practice. Choir practice. Is that what it was? I thought it was the YMCA. <laughs> Chris, it appears he did not have a warrant out, but he had a legal case coming up in two days because he was trying to get sole possession of three of the kids because he said the mom wasn't doing right by them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Not ironic. I guess we know what his motivation was. Three Allegedly. Kids, the, the oldest girls, you mean. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. What a... You know, the outcome could have been a lot better if step one would have been if he just took himself out first. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Dylan and I were talking last night and they said the same thing. I said, why not just kill yourself? Don't worry about anybody else. And then just leave everybody else alone. Yeah. And so take be a lot easier for us to. Oh, God. What a terrible I, uh... Oh, I should tell you guys, uh, Thursday. We're still on the council. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I spent oh, okay. an hour this morning on the phone with Central because I've been having issues with my uh, internet. Internet. Mornings, it's just horrible from 7 a.m. till about 11. So it takes me forever to sit here. Uh, so they're coming to replace my modem on Thursday. But of course, the time frame they're coming in is eight to five. So <laughs> they will call and let me know. So if they call, say, at 1230, I'll say, um, sure. And then I'll tell you guys, uh, I'm going to be off the show for a little while. Why do you have to be off the show? Because he needs internet. Or I won't have internet. Oh, no internets. John, I can't believe you're not doing what I do for home internets. What's that now? <laughs> going, going through the T-Mobile. I, according to T-Mobile, it's not available here. In oh, my, in is my, that where in it, my oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that that was a a deal. Yeah, we we thought of that right away because it'd be you know much better. And, and oh, I love it. Boom. I mean, I fought I fought it forever, but it's great. Yeah, I wish only, it could. Everything all together, the phones, the internets, it's. Yeah. The internets. You know those dots pretzels? Yeah. Damn, they're good. Yeah, they I are. get them at Fratelloni's. I bought a bag. I need, You can get them at the store. Right. So I bought a bag at the airport before we flew to Cancun. Yeah. That some bitch was gone <laughs> before we hit well, Missouri. I only, I've only tried the originals. I've not tried any of their other flavors. Those are still the best, but they have another one that's in the blue labeled bag. And I don't, but that one's really damn good too. Yeah. I've only had the original two, which is delicious. What is the, uh, what's the blue one called? Dots. Isn't she from North Dakota? She is, but she sold the company. So now it's, I think it's in Pennsylvania. So now you've turned your back, huh? She's, she's rich. I, I don't begrudge her. Southwest seasoned dots pretzels. It's oh. in a blue bag. It's that'd be good. Yeah. Okay, height and reavers. Listen, this is from Ross. Uh oh, yeah. Eye console. <laughs> oh, you, they can be on for this if they want. You're, oh, you're you're gonna read that thing about the thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Starting tomorrow or Thursday.